No Guts, No Galaxy is recorded in front of a live studio audience. This is an adult podcast containing adult language. Consider yourself warned. You're listening to the Gamecasting Broadcast Network. Hello there. This is Duncan Fisher speaking to you from Outreach Studios. I know the best of the best when it comes to mech warriors on Solaris. And do you know who they talk about when it comes to digging your ass out of the fire when the shit hits the fan? Arm. The Australasian Royal Mechanized Division. These guys have been slugging it out since Gallipoli 1915. Only now they do it with a mech and a heavy Gauss rifle. So if you need to call in reinforcements to get the job done, or simply hire someone for some good old-fashioned payback, call on the professional team at Arm. They'll set the odds in your favor. For contracts and recruiting, turn your terminals to www.armed.net.au. That's spelt armd.net.au. And remember, if you need to get even, get armed. Live from the outreach studios around the world, this is a No Guts, No Galaxy podcast. And now, your host, Phil, a.k.a. Sean Lang. Welcome to the No Guts, No Galaxy podcast number 60. My name is Phil, and I'm your host. It is February 13th, 2013, and my shout-out, well, it's going to go to Randall Bills from Catalyst Games, because he's like the George Lucas of Battletech, and yeah, he made this uh, sponsorship from Catalyst Games possible, so thank you. Thank you, Randall. See, to me, that sounds like, uh, that's not a compliment. Uh, I'm yeah, not a big fan say, of like, Lucas. Dissing, he went back and screwed Randall all up. That. He destroyed Whoa. Star Wars. So I think Randall Bills He's is... the creator. Like <laughs> he was a creator. Okay, whatever. It was it was a it was a positive thing, Randall, if you're listening to yes, this. Yes, we know it's positive. This is Darren, aka Bombadil. My shout out today goes to Ohmwrecker and the rest of the crew that have been uh, joining us in War Thunder. Actually, uh, we had a late night last night with Phil as well and shot down many enemy planes. And got shot down by many many planes so yes. brandon what about you buddy hello this is brandon also known as patrick hell and today my shout out is going to the live studio audience as well as some special goon friends who are joining us today squawk good to have him there all right and greg who do you have uh speaking of goons i want to give my shout out to the matani.com's writing staff particularly the mech warrior online guys they featured us in a recent article from they they did yes i did see that and read it very very cool and by the way you guys introduced me via that article to your um your mech lab tool which i started using yeah i'm a goon user of tool tool goon something i don't know but i use it and i love it which i think it's a lot more it's like a visual thing for me i like that um compared he likes to, the to look one. at your tool I do. yeah it seems like we're kissing a lot of goon ass here. Do we get feathers in our mouths from doing that? <laughs> all right, guys. And of course, welcome to all of our live studio audience. We appreciate you coming out. I think uh, we're about to cross over the 300 mark on this TS3, which is great. 
I've already got 123 in this channel, in the studio, so thank you again for everyone coming out and to our new listeners out there. Yeah, hopefully you enjoy the show as much as we do. And we ask, hey, if you like what we're doing with the podcast, with Critical Hits, with the Twitch events, with the animated series, All Systems Nominal, and by the way, a new Machinima video coming soon. Yes, we picked up another crew member, and I'll give a quick shout out to him, Sean from The Remnant will be uh, joining the NGNG ranks and you guys know him. So, hey, if you like what we're doing, there's a tip jar on the right side of our website. Hey, send us your love. Thanks. And don't forget the uh, traveling NGNG circus that we'll be doing as well and every other form of entertainment that we can possibly fucking find. Yes, we're, we're doing everything. If you have any plans on shopping online, please shop through Amazon.com. Click on the link on our website. It doesn't add anything to your bill. It gives us a little kickback and it's a good way to support the podcast without having to donate directly. It is time for the No Guts No Galaxy News, founded in 2011, reporting in 3050. Be sure to check out the latest videos at No Guts No Galaxy TV on YouTube, and don't forget to subscribe. Phil, what do we have on uh, NGNG TV now? I just finished up the Hunchback 4SP video. It took me actually a while. I had some edit problems uh, for some other reason. Uh, Fraps was having some issues, so I meant to get that out last night, but I couldn't. So I spent like three hours. Anyways, I got it fixed. The next uh, video coming out is the next Mech Commander original campaign that'll be coming out tomorrow nice. morning. So hopefully you guys enjoy those as much as I do. And I think Greg, you said you found your CD, right? Yeah, I found Mech Commander Gold. Nice. Dude, I, I was I, I was unpacking a bag and it was in a whole bunch of like really old PC games like War of the Worlds, Close Combat, A Bridge Too Far, I think was another one, Age of Empires, and there it was, <laughs> baby, sandwiched you know, between those. I was like, oh uh, man. Oh, I don't yes. I don't know if I can say this, but I do have the ISO for it, so that's how I use it. Is I just load it up using like Demon Tools. I was gonna say it's it's free, so if you don't have it, uh, yeah, let me know. Maybe it's I can definitely get that worth up. the playthrough. It's very it's memorable. Awesome. Play through the original campaign and then the gold. But anyways, moving on. What's next? All right. And we have our Twitch TV schedule up on our calendar at nogustnogalaxy.net. If you haven't been tuning in to our four Twitch events a week, uh, check that out. It's great fun. And Lots of people joining us. That being said, that's on the IGP page. We will be doing our own on the NGNG TV page, and we'll have that up on the schedule very, very soon. So um, you'll be able to join us. And then as well as with the Gamecasting Broadcast Network, we're going to be doing some other stuff as well. So uh, stay tuned for Hells that. Hells yeah, like War Thunder, baby. All right, are you looking for more members for your Battletech or MechWarrior unit? Advertise with NGNG today and reach thousands of potential recruits for your own unit ad. Head over to our website and check out the Support NGNG page for more information. Speaking of which, I just had a unit leader. He was like, hey, did you do anything different to our ad? And I was like, no, why? And, he, and this was uh, uh, T-Von from uh, the Grenadier. What is that? I'm going to totally rape this, uh, by the way. Tikhanov Grenadiers. I don't know how to pronounce it. Sorry, T-Von and crew. Anyways, um, apparently they were getting a ton of traffic, and he was asking if we had done anything different. And I was like, no, we just get a lot of people to our website. They click on units. They go and check them out. You guys get basically front page, every page access. Indeed. And it uh, looks like we have a birthday in the audience. Seawolves are now one year old. Happy birthday, Seawolves. Woot woot, Vincent. Is your unit looking for voice comms or just a place to hang out and chat with other Battletech and MechWarrior fans? If so, get set up on the No Guts, No Galaxy Outreach TeamSpeak 3 server today. Server information is located on our website. Once logged in, contact Phil, Sean Lang, to get set up. And Critical Hits number 17 is out. It's called Bully. Pretty damn funny. 
Yeah, I thought it was. And some people were like, oh, you shouldn't make fun of people picking on... And guys, <laughs> we're not, like, being joke. cynical about it. Yeah, this, joke. This was actually an experience I had in my military career, as well as, you know, sort of gaming of picking on the new guy to go, uh, you know, find some piece of equipment that doesn't exist or to go ask their you know uh staff nco some ridiculous question so anyways that's what it was no harm in it so and just enjoy the art and sort of funny in it so and if you yeah, don't get that we're sorry. never promoting negative actions you know we're not telling people to go out there and spam alt f4 to newbies or whatever but uh we're, we're playing on stuff that happens all the time it's common so we're just making jokes people i just wanted to put uh point something out with the comic uh if you guys didn't notice it uh i'm gonna butcher this name uh but from death hands brigade kife actually went out and used the dragon asset and posed the dragon like in the final frame laughing and i'll post the link here oh i remember you it's... said this yeah yeah <laughs> yeah he took the uh model asset threw on his own texture there and then posed it so that's, that's classic actually... now i want to see the raven and the uh the miramets or what make sure to it? add that to the show notes so we can share that all right hold on that's Brandon's job. You go ahead and move on, Darren. Yep, cool. And uh, we do have a community spotlight this week. It is Joe3142's high-poly 3D model of a vulture. Uh, Phil, you have some experience with 3D modeling, so why don't you comment on this? I've actually been following Joe. Um, he's done uh, this particular, he's done a few other models. This particular Mad Dog, I actually liked it. There were some proportions that he modified. First off, he did like the LRM-20 launcher the first time and he realized how like just sort of disproportionate it was. So he took some uh, critiques from people out there. It's really, really cool. I love seeing artwork. The really cool thing I would love to see is, you know, these guys texture it up, get some animation sequences, some like video stuff. I'd love to be able to see that. But from me, I love it. It's just great. And, and it is, you know it is a mad dog, not a vulture. Get your shit straight. Gosh. It says vulture in the link. No, no, that. not. Come on. We, we I'm in sphere, man. We may be inner sphere come on, dude, mercenaries. Come on. I'm inner sphere, and and hey, on that that's, note, that's fine. But I'm gonna add shit. really quick here shit. another community spotlight because uh, whoever just linked this, that was uh, World War II ogre, the new Marauder. Gotta link that picture again. Fucking awesome. Come on, PGI, please. Anyway, cool stuff. I love the uh, community's creativity out there. If you have um, a community spotlight you'd like us to feature, send it to spotlight at nogutsnogalaxy.net. And we also have a local game. This is a big one. It is the SoCal Battletech Cup West Coast Battletech event in Fullerton, California. It takes place on Sunday, April 14th from 12 p.m. to 10 p.m. at the Firebase location Card Addiction Games at 2445 East Orangethorpe Avenue in Fullerton, California. There is an entrance fee of $5 and there will be full terrain Battletech scenarios hosted by Volunteer Catalyst Games Labs. Catalyst Game Labs representatives, a ranked Battletech camo specs rep, and we'll, be ho- we'll also be hosting an official painting contest, and there will be prizes and more. Contact at 714-870-1194 for more information. There will be more contact info as well as a video and et cetera, et cetera, in the show notes. Sweet. Yeah, that's a big one. I wish I could go. It's Southern California, and although I am in California, that's a long trip. Yeah, I'm not going to be making that one. Sorry, guys. Are you playing a tabletop game in your area and looking for more players? Or do you want to start one? If so, we'd love to announce it for you for free, just like we did with that. Email us at localgames at nogutsnogalaxy.net with your info. Don't forget to send us your pictures or it didn't happen. And finally, funding for this podcast is brought to you by you. This is a listener-supported podcast, and your donations keep us on the air and pay for such things as hosting TeamSpeak 3, equipment, software, prizes, and other projects. Check out our tip jar on the right side of the website. Uh, also, podcast unit ads, George Ledoux and BB Wolf recorded messages, and so forth. 
Yeah, and that being said, again, you know, we do two podcasts. We got the comic strips, four of those a month, six podcasts a month. We've got the All Systems Nominal gearing up. Um, I've actually got to check with Ken to make sure we're good for the end of this week. We've got the Machinima videos, uh, at least the pipeline starting to be creating in the dialogue there. We've got the Twitch events, YouTube channel. Again, if you like what we do, if you like the community, hey, just head over there and send us your support. Hey, you! Yes, you. Want to meet people who are fun to talk to from all over the world and have fun killing stuff online with them? Do you want a team that will value you as a player more than just another name on a roster? If you are looking for a place where you can relax and play with people who play for the fun and enjoy the sport of it, then the 72nd is for you. Supporting MWO, World of Tanks, and Blacklight Retribution www.72ndlibertionforce.com The clan that loves a good fight. All right, we have three guests tonight. You guys know them as Stalker, Anders, and Alan Wren. And these guys are the hosts and, I guess, producers, directors, creators, the Violent Combat Robot Show. Welcome, guys. Thank hey. you. Thank you. Good to and be here. If those that don't know what the Violent Combat Robot Show is, we have two links for you. We have the iTunes link, and we have a SoundCloud link for you. Now, there, you guys are working behind the scenes on possibly having a uh, actual website as well, some type of collaboration, correct? That's correct. We're looking at getting some hosting over on the Matani.com. For those of you who haven't been over there, it's a great resource for both MechWare Online, EVE, and other games. Uh, news and information so check it out if you have a chance we'll be there in not too long a time hopefully so for now check us out on soundcloud slash vcrs you know i'm such an like follower of eve that i don't even play anymore but i still read all of the stuff at matani.com and like uh the news 24 and stuff i i don't know why but that game just it did four years of my life and i do not regret it it was great but i had to move on because Yes. It's the worst game with the best stories, that's why. Oh, it's so yeah. just addictive. So, okay, let me ask you guys a question. Obviously, you're Battletech MechWarrior fans like all of us in this channel. I guess I'll start with Alan. You know, how did you get first introduced to Battletech MechWarrior? Was it the board game, tabletop? Uh, I mean, what? The way it started for me was fourth grade Mrs. Fry's class. There was a kid named Garth. Garth was the rich kid. He had the new Nintendo Power every month. He had all the latest shit. And one day he comes in with the boxed Battletech set. The little cardboard stand-up mechs. And at the time, my little fourth grade brain didn't quite put together. Huh, that looks like Robotech shit. But I was all up for a board game with robots shooting each other. Yeah, I'm into that. And then uh, pretty soon after... I got a hold of the the three-in-one pack uh, for my 286 computer, yeah, full power there, uh, that had Crescent Hawks Inception, Crescent Hawks Revenge, and the first Mech Warrior game in it, and I just played those to death, and from there it's just, hey, robots, yes please. I hear you there. So you got introduced via the tabletop. Anders, did you get, were you introduced via the Mech Warrior titles or Battletech itself? It, uh, I actually, just thinking about it, I remember it was a friend of mine who had MechWarrior 2. I played it for like, you know, maybe half an hour, an hour at his place. Then I remember begging my dad 
We went down to the local uh, future shop, got it. Turns out we needed to get Win 95, so we had to buy that as well. But uh, once everything was all systems and nominal, I was shooting robots and fell in love with it ever since uh, MechWarrior 2. I was going to say, that actually happened to me. We had like a, I don't even know what the computer was. But, uh, you know, I'd saved up money. I, I was like 13 years old and I went out and got MechWarrior 2 Mercenaries and my computer couldn't run it. Uh, it was like the old, it was like before Windows 95, whatever, like when, I don't know, really remember what it was. But anyways, my mom had to go out and get like a Pentium 166 and stuff. It was like a Packard Bell and it was like rocking and stuff. But yeah, those days. What about you, uh, Stalker? What was your uh, introduction? It was 1995 and Warrior Post was on the desk of my best friend Dave, this was in high school, and he had, on, on, the, on the cover of this book was a, a robot shooting lasers at another robot, and this looked very cool to me. So I said, what is this Battletech thing, and tell me all about it. Is it just a book? Can I get it? I was really big into reading at the time. He said, no, it's more than a book. It's a board game, it's video games, it's a whole universe, and from that point on, I was hooked. I had to know everything. So I dragged my dad over to the bookstore and got TROs, these technical readouts, and just read through them. Sad, right? Uh, played Battletech with my friends and eventually got into the computer games. I have a little bit similar story to you guys. I had to upgrade my computer to a 100 megahertz DX4 in order to run MechWarrior 2 at the time. It was totally worth it. And I've been hooked ever since. Uh, the last time I was in something like this, this kind of community was multiplayer Battletech in the early 2000s. Late AOL? Uh, Dude, was that yeah, the AOL? A little bit of AOL. Yes, AOL. yes AOL. I remember it well. Game it Storm. was my first online game ever. Yes, sir. Uh, the GameStorm folks uh, over with House Liao, actually. A lot of those same people are working, put, put quotes around that, in House Liao right now. They're doing a good job. Uh, recreating what was once role-playing house back in the day. So it's interesting seeing all these people from back way back when kind of uh, trying to recreate that that whole uh, concept of the Battletech universe. So I'm, I'm happy to be here. I, I love robots. I was going to say, Stalker, you shouldn't feel ashamed at all, man. I mean, if you've heard my stories, I used to carry around. I had like, if you go to Sarna, all the history, the timelines and all of that, I had all those printed out back then. I just would go to the library and do it in school. But I'd like carry around a book and I'd read and I would study and stuff. And, you know, so how you guys not alone. all remember your system specs from way back then. I have no fucking idea. I must have smoked too much pot or something. I can't remember what the hell I had, but uh, I am I can't noticing either if it helps any. Thank you, Garth. I am noticing a trend here, which when we ask people how you found Battletech MechWarrior, it's almost always through friends. So I'd like to say to all the listeners out there, invite your friends to MWO. The more people we have playing, the more successful the game's going to be and uh, will be around for a long time. But to continue with the questions, I guess we'll start with you again, Alan. Uh, what is your favorite past MechWarrior title and your least favorite past MechWarrior title and why on both of those? Well, this is going to be a little bit harder of a question for me. Um, for the longest time, my signature in the MWO forums was, I'm the guy who's beaten Crescent Hawk's Inception, but never any of the MechWarrior games. This is going to be delightful. And really, I kind of took a vacation from shooting robots, not intentionally. The I only really got a chance to play the first and third Mech Warrior games uh, before jumping into MWO. Third, not a bad game, but you know, I just it didn't hold up to the first one 
in my dinky little 286 computer way back in the day. So it's pretty easy to uh, do the math there. Honestly, I probably had more hours overall spent in Crescent Hawk's Inception trying to figure out how to stay in the training yard with the chameleon that you get in the in those training missions and trying to get it out into the outside world when the Caridians attacked it was really uh impossible because it was a, scri a scripted event so eh. okay that's interesting usually people uh it's the other way around they um number one tends to be a least favorite of people number three one of the more favorites but everybody has their reasons for actually myself it was number four was my favorite but uh let's move on to anders what about you most favorite least favorite uh my most favorite uh mech warrior game is a mech assault 2 lone wolf uh it was my favorite game because you know i just like uh, chilling out on xbox live and those uh spider type robots were the coolest nice and what about uh you stalker well i'd have to say okay so i played all the mech warrior games and it's it's very sad but <laughs> I, I would have to say anything with a four somewhere in the name because that's the easiest answer because there were something like four or five games that all were mech warrior four something something so mech warrior four i'll just kind of leave it at that beautiful I was going to say, yeah, I, I don't know. I guess I can be pretty critical of MechWarrior 4 at times just because it did change so many things from MechWarrior 2, 3, and then 4. You know, they introduced new hardpoint system. They sort of got rid of the crit system. You couldn't build your mechs like previous. And I remember for a while I was really, I don't know, just sort of disappointed and angry that they did that, which is funny because now I understand from the game design why they were trying to break up, you know, um, the issues of the tabletop into a you know basically a real-time sort of sim first-person shooter so yeah mechwarrior 4 i guess would be on my list as well so but i really just not, did not enjoy it that much yeah no. i don't know what it was it just uh i liked three <laughs> even though there's crazy memories of like the lag dancing you used to be you know do with the scats and the striders and all of that you know rocking out 12 small lasers and stuff but um yeah I, I don't know but anyways you know moving on okay so the violent combat robot show you guys started this it's been a while actually it's been a few months you guys have been going right yes indeed since i believe october how many episodes do you got now uh, we just released episode seven we are working on content for episode eight right now yeah we anticipate with the uh, patch coming up next tuesday we should have an episode dropping soon after that yeah, I just uh, actually, right before the show, finished listening to episode number seven, and I have to say I was surprised. I guess, I guess in some ways surprised, in some ways not, because I have gotten to know the MechWarrior Online Word of Lotax people, and, and I'm pretty pleased with their attitude and their sense of humor and basically overall good group of guys. And it wasn't a half hour of squawking and, you know, griefing or anything like that. It was a lot of information, very positive, you know, you want the game to succeed, you got some music in there, some comedy in there. Uh, really good show. And I, I just wanted to make this comment for those out there. Why are the goons word of low tax on the show? Well, first off, these guys right here, they're doing exactly what we're doing. They're creating content for you guys out there to listen to. And hey, it's actually good content. And I will say, we were talking about this earlier about your guys' experience with games and you guys mentioned friends and how young we were. I, I was pretty young when I got into Battletech. Do you feel like that's an important thing for, I guess, the, the people out there creating content, not just video, audio, and you know stuff like that, but just in general, these gaming communities of how much impact they actually may have 
on you for the rest of your life in some ways. I mean, do you guys see that uh, as well? Yes, I wasted thousands of hours. I wish I could get back. <laughs> well, well, no, I mean, basically any of these games, uh, you know, they're going to provide common context for people to discuss things with. I mean, it's the great magic of games, video games, these short, you, you have these shared experiences where you like robots, I like robots, we should be best friends. And I mean, that is the most wonderful thing when it comes to stuff like this. And that's why games will never die. You know, it'll be awesome because you can continue to have stories and war stories about all this kind of stuff. And it's great. Absolutely. And I think for, for me, I love being in a position that I am to be able to create content like this because I like facilitating fun for others. I'm pretty decent at robots and shooting them and getting shot by them, but I like most of all, making it so that others can have fun at this game. Not just goons, but everyone, but especially goons, because that's what I'm here for. You know, if goons have fun, then hopefully everyone else will. And if they don't, oh well, sad. And what it comes down to in the end, the entire idea with the Violent Combat Robot Show is to improve the community more than anything else. We want to be, you know, in addition to insightful informative we want to be the chlorine in the pool we want to kind of provide needles for your inflated expectations and the egos that some nerds will bring to a game in a community like this we want to level the playing field so everyone can have a good time and I was going to say, we've touched on that in the past of all the little nuances of communities and gamers out there, especially I remember having Dimitani on and he was basically talking about when, you know, Bob and all that, when basically Goonswarm first started, that you have these these old power sort of houses, these old sort of mentalities of this is how it is and this is how you're going to do it. And anybody who does it any you know other way, you're wrong. And, you know, and I definitely and I've said this, you know, um, in the past that Goonswarm is, I don't know, you, you guys sort of get highlighted out, but there's other groups, by the way, that are, I would say, less tactful and uh, don't know how to use, you know, presentation to bring their points across, even though they may actually have a valid concern, point, discussion topic, or an idea. Just how you present that goes a long way. And of course, you know, we all know each group has their guys that just, they uh, don't know how to come across the, the correct way. But, uh, you know, it's difficult. So, that's why you guys are on the show. I want to touch base because I love what you guys do. I listen to your podcast uh, every single time you come out with an episode. And I talk to Stalker all the time on Skype. And, you know, we talk about stuff that's going on with NGNG, the community, stuff like that. And it's just a really cool thing seeing another group do a podcast. You guys do. You have a completely different sound than NGNG. And I love it. And, you know, if anything, if you haven't listened to their podcast, uh, we'll have the the links in the show notes. So make sure to check that out. Support them as much as you support us. And I, I really love to see community content like this and quality community content and uh no so i guess your guys's uh sort of focus is a sort of shorter show about 30 minutes you guys touch on very specific topics but you guys have a pretty broad range of talent though right in goonswarm i mean in word of low text you guys have like artists and and well if you listen to the podcast there's people doing voiceovers i don't know if it's any of you three gentlemen but uh you got voiceovers you got music songs written about the game um you know there's a lot of interesting stuff uh, how many people are working behind the scenes? Do you have a crew going on? Do you just each episode get different people? What's going do you on? Want, do you want the serious answer or the joke answer? Both. Okay, well, the serious answer is it's just the three of us. We do all the voices, female and otherwise. We do all the instrumentation and everything. 
And the joke <clears throat> answer is we have about 30 people who uh, <laughs> put uh, content in on a regular basis. Awesome. Well, then you it, three do an amazing job. It, it comes down to, and definitely appreciate the uh, compliment there, but it, it does come down to kind of teams. We have a team for the news. We have a team for the mech lab. And then even on top of that, we have amazing individual contributors like Octatonic, the uh, musician you mentioned, uh, DJ Two Beans, who provides all the beats that are that are currently in use and will be uh, adding more with several of other of our goon musicians. In general, we have a wealth of talent to draw from, and we try to utilize the talents of the goons as best possible. That's pretty Which much a hallmark of every goon swarm organization that I've come across. You guys have a massive talent pool and a real organizational strength in figuring out how to best manage and marshal that and even do it with a lot of depth. I'm sure if you had, if your DJ stepped down, you'd probably find another one in quick order. Yep, and you know, uh, definitely cool music, good background music. We, we actually have uh, Microsoft providing the music for us. But uh, anyway, um, is there anything uh, that you guys want to promote about your show? Anything coming up? Uh, anything specific before we move on? Yeah, uh, we are aiming for the next episode to come out the uh, Wednesday after the patch. So that would be the 20th, I believe. I don't have a calendar in front of me. And I'm holding down my push to talk key, which is on my mouse. So I can't go over to my calendar on Windows. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> we, we are aiming for bi-weekly episodes Obviously, with things the way they are, we're just getting some of our team together. That may not happen, but we are aiming for regular content for the community. And I was going to say, we're, we're pretty excited as well with community warfare, you know, in the distant future. And uh, obviously, as more and more goes into the game and more and more is able to be done by the player base, it's an exciting time. And uh, of course, you know, um, I do definitely want you guys back on the show, and I, I was just telling you guys before the show, we're going to be doing a roundtable discussion about sort of the, the state of the sphere, if you will, talking about the, you know, the good going on in the game, stuff going on with competitive teams, stuff that you see uh, out there as far as builds and strategies, and look at sort of the design elements of stuff that's, uh, you know, obviously that Paul and Garth and the whole PGI team have to deal with on a daily basis. And I think you guys have a um, different insight too, and there's other groups as well that go out there and look at and try to find these things because you do care about the game and you want to see this succeed because ultimately you love the you know series as much as I do and anyone else. And well, so uh, I was going to say too, they do really have a different take than us, which I think was great. I enjoyed listening to their thoughts on the last patch, and so I recommend um, you know for people looking for uh, more content besides what we're doing is you know and, and different opinions on the game than us. Go check it out. Also, I believe it was. You stalker who put the call out there on your last podcast for people to uh if it, people wanted to scrimmage with you or match with you eight versus eight uh to get a hold of you are, are people doing that or do you need more people for scrimmages i definitely would love to have as many unit leaders or unit contacts to contact me if you're interested in scrimmaging with the word of low tax we are very interested in sort of getting that feel of community warfare before community warfare comes out and that's going to really require us to spend some quality time with other eight mans, not just, you know, randomly through the queue and we taunt each other while we're in game, but connecting channels after the game and just chatting a little bit, you know, connecting with the community a little bit more. It's great practice for our guys. It's great practice for you. Be interested in, in talking with anybody who's interested in a, a good challenge 
and some good fights. And that's uh, that's definitely what we're interested in. And, and uh, we're interested in making fun for uh, for our guys. We fully support that. We love the community aspect and the and the you know friendly battles and good way to uh, iron sharpening iron out there and getting better before community warfare comes in. Uh, and you know what, Phil, Darren? you want to take it away? Yeah, I'm going to make sure Aces gets a hold of Stalker. So we'll, we'll, yeah. to- we'll toss some uh, meat at you, some fresh meat. So there you have it. So, anyways, thank you guys for coming out. Uh, as I stated, you guys will be on the show in the near future. Stalker, I will get up with you on Skype. We'll get all that handled. We'll get something, you know, rolling forward. And of course, thank you guys. You know, you guys are doing an amazing job. You know, I appreciate everything you guys do. And to all of the Word of Lotex guys who hunt me down anytime they see me in a game, I do get a kick out of it, even though I get raped in the face. It's it's actually quite fun. And I do appreciate your guys' So support. you heard that right. He enjoys getting raped in the face. You know, but sometimes you just got to do that. But we do have to move on. Any last words, Stalker, Anders, or Alan? Squawk. Just want a big shout out to all my friends who are listening right now, listening in the future and posting in Catatolan. You birds keep it classy. Thank you, everybody, for having us on tonight. And we look forward to you listening to the Violent Combat Robot Show next week. There you have it, guys. All right, we have got to move on. We've got more stuff to talk about. And of course, guys, if you just want to hang out, pipe in every once in a while, feel free. We appreciate you guys being here. So moving on to Mech of the Week, your vote, your choice. We had 43 votes for this, and tonight we have, well, it is pretty awesome, being the awesome, yeah, something like that. Eight votes for it. We've got the ASW8Q Assault Battle Mech. You guys are actually pretty familiar with this, but let's talk about it in the tabletop sense. Um, we've got three PPCs, one small laser, 54 kilometers per hour, 80 tons of just awesome, I guess. Oh, I, just, I always laugh at that one small laser. One small laser always bugs me on mechs. You just gotta it's have for, one, right? It's for the infantry. It's for, it's for the... Yeah, whatever. It's a bug. It's a bug. It's for warming your food or something. Yeah. Like, the first thing I do with any awesome I can get my claws into to customize is rip that thing off. I know. But, like, literally anything else. (laughs) Any mech I get with one small laser, it's gone. You know, I don't understand why, like, whoever's idea was that. It's like, hey, guys, we're going to make this three PPC battle mech, assault mech, and then, yeah, we're just going to put a small laser on it just just to fuck with people in their minds. But, you know, you definitely, if you customize this or modded it drop the small laser and put like uh put a machine gun it's better against infantry (laughs) anyway i mean like or put 0.5 tons armor you know on i mean i would either put more armor on or actually what i would really recommend is you take 0.5 armor off and throw on an extra heat sink because this baby runs hot it does it is hot now, I've actually used this in the... Uh, we've had this in our Mega Mech matches, obviously. And I remember this, actually, this was in the um, box set I used. And I did use it all the time. And it is hot. I think you can pretty much fire... You can alpha. And then pretty much from the rest of the match, unless you just sort of sit there and cool down. You, you Yeah. You're pretty much just one-shotting, maybe two PPCs. Unless you get, like, a perfect modifier. Um, yeah. it's It suffers from uh, heat, that's for damn sure. A little more info, it was created in 2665 to replace the Striker, eventually becoming one of the more feared mechs of all time. It was built around its impressive all-energy-based arsenal and heavy armor, making it a highly independent and a useful siege mech. So notable... Yes? 
I was just going to say, I think one thing that's interesting is it's very, we all know the nuances of the tabletop and stuff like that. And we know that it's very hot and, you know, uh, well, why would you, let's put more heat sinks and stuff like that. But I always, I don't know, I always view PPCs and some of these battle mechs in the Battletech universe just being like more deadly, if that makes sense. Like there's not these little nuances of, well, you have this value of heat and this much armor and, you know, you have to worry about this. I just, I don't know, I just sort of picture these things as sort of like the pinnacle of death itself. I don't know. And maybe it's just me. I, impressive yeah. weapon systems. And if you go into the lore, like the PPC hits were always some of the most entertaining. Like the way they describe the lightning as it goes out and just cracks over armor, melts it, and fries people's cockpits and all that stuff. I mean, it was cool. And you wanted to be able to do that. And certain games were not so good at it. I'm thinking of the Blue Ball of Death. But other games are really fantastic at it. I think MechWarrior 3 had my favorite PPC effect. Yeah, and I think like, MWO is inching closer towards that, uh, you know, being what it's supposed to be. Yeah, right. I'm actually pretty happy with the the MWO representation. I feel like it's doing what it's supposed to do. It definitely hurts when you get hit with it. I just think at this tech level where double heat sinks are hard to come by unless you're a really hardcore player probably best to leave the awesome alone unless you feel like firing once and then just sitting there for a while. Well, and it's always in context if it's used as like an assault sitting back at range with the you know support and all that and where the frontline units move in and engage and keep the enemy busy it's always about context but there are a ton of notable pilots for this uh darren <laughs> i was seeing if you're gonna take it because his first name is a little confusing for me the last name but anyway yeah there are three notable pilots at least uh cameron saint i just want to say james because that's what i read but it's not it's like Jamas, Yima, I don't know. Anyway, presenter Marshal of the Word of Blake. Also, Marcus Barton, commander of the 2nd Regiment, Barton's Regiment of McCarran's Armored Cavalry. And Adam Steiner during his mission to liberate Somerset from Clan Jade Falcon. Oh, sorry. Was that, was that me? And, and uh, somebody said Jamai maybe is the uh, name. That sounds correct. Yeah, that's a difficult one, and yes, that's why I let you do it. But anyways, <laughs> let's move on to community questions. Disclaimer, we can't answer every question you asked, and if it was already answered, we anyways, we might have skipped over it. But let's go ahead and dive into this. We have Elemental Specialist, by the way, very frequent visitor to our website. Thank you again, Elemental. He says, would it be possible to have George read the voice of Kerensky speech at the end and beginning of one of the upcoming episodes? Well, who would be better to answer that question? Yeah, George I don't, I don't, himself. George is he isn't here? here. No, he's not. He hasn't been feeling well, so. Well, he was here um, earlier. You know, we're going anyway, to He's just this. typing. Oh, is he? I don't see well, him. Well, he was no. typing. No, he's not here. We'll, we'll ask yeah. him and we'll bug him. because I I'm think sure it will be fine, and we will get him on that. He's a busy man right now. He's got a lot of uh, outside work, which is a good thing. But uh, he's been asking us for stuff to do, so we will get on that. That's a great suggestion, and I would love to hear it as well. Zero Wolf asks, hello, NGNG crew. This one is for Garth. Has there been any change to the length of time, a length of time it takes a mech to go from in-game to available in the client? Oh, no, but uh, people are noticing it more. I'm not sure why. I've noticed it recently too, and I used to just not. I'll look into it, but as far as I know, it's the exact same. Yeah, I was gonna notice I was uh, doing some recording earlier and yesterday, and I was like, why aren't you out? The match ended like a minute ago. Why? <laughs> I don't know. Let's bug Paul. Kong Annan asks, MWO, and this is towards you, Garth, Battle Mech number 20, announcement when? 
Soon. Very soon. <laughs> I knew no that. No TM coming. or anything. Actually, Yo, soon. <laughs> bastard. Oh, my God. Right around the corner. Torture. Torture. So I, I guess on that, just a uh, just quick speculation. Greg, I mean, do you have an idea or Brandon, do you have any ideas what it might be? I have a 95 ton sure the Banshee. So you, you're going to say the Banshee. Tons. I am okay. 95 ton sure. Do you have any proof? Uh, I'm talking like 100 proof. It's, it's going to be Banshee. I'm, I'm throwing it all down. Do you got source? I mean, you know, what's going on here? Yeah, is it an inside source? You have to keep it uh, confidential. What's going on? Completely confidential. No, I'm thinking here we have the only thing we're missing now to complete the even amount spread would be an assault mech. And the only one that doesn't have a weight ton yet is in the 95 ton. And that would be the Banshee. I think it's going to be the Warhammer Archer Rifleman Marauder. Yeah, keep dreaming, buddy. And all right, that's a good question. I'm as excited as you are. Alan, do you have any specific like idea about this? It's obviously not going to be anything questionable, but I guarantee you if it's going to be, you know, a big round number, it'll be something special. And hopefully that something special is everyone's favorite walking trash can, the Irby. <laughs> the Irby? I don't I know. I'd like every week for that. I'd like to see the Victor. I think I know be you do, Carl. Victor, Battlemaster. Anyways, we can. I'm, I'm with you on the Victor. Like, we need more AC20 platforms. Well, is there a hours. void? Is there a void right now with the mechs we have? Do we need more mediums? There's, or... there's a void of Victors in my heart, bro. All right. There you go. All right, moving on to the next question. Anonymous asks Is PGI planning to add a non clan 55 tonner to the game eventually? Maybe. <laughs> Just maybe. I, if we were, would I be able to say Do you stand it? by like, that statement? That's, that's unfair. We got mm. a lot of people asking for those 55 tonners. Dervish, yeah. I agree. Dervish every day until you deliver. Laser Angel. I'd like to know how PGI feel um, if they've like turned the ship around. You know, everyone is much more upbeat this month. What's going on? I mean, do you guys, I mean, you, Garth, you know, dealing with the community all the time, have you noticed a change in the past like month? Like, just I in think general? his question is how did you turn the ship around? How did you go from having an overall, and this is his opinion, negative attitude uh, amongst players to an overall positive attitude, with especially, I, I, I would assume, with this last patch or something? I think it was largely, people see it as much more black and white than it really was. Like there was this idea that everyone hated it and the forums were total hell. Right. And honestly, I didn't think it was that bad, but uh, I think it turned around in terms of overall um, happiness ratio of people posting simply through patches that targeted issues that people were annoyed at. Like I can't hit light mechs when they're running. Now you can. And you know things like that. Now I can paint my mech. Now mech painting is cheaper. Now all these, all these different little things that we added through patches, I think, sort of are called quality of life increases. And even if it's not, you know, a huge code fix, often small changes can add up to make things more fun, like painting. And uh, I mean, I paint my mech all sorts of ridiculous colors. I don't know if anyone saw the picture of my 3M today. Someone posted on the forums. I call it the hot dog. It's red green and yellow <laughs> it's literally the colors you put on a hot dog and just people do stuff like that and they have fun and i think that's why it's just people got yeah. the opportunity to do that actually uh the word of low tax people can answer this um in your podcast number seven you were saying something about a uh, worst camo spec contest is that something you guys are going to be doing soon i want to see that bad because i've seen some hideously amazing uh, camo specs out there 
Not to break, you know, OPSEC and such, but there has been a paint job floating around that I utterly hate because it is the most ugly thing I've ever seen called Clown Shoes. And Clown Shoes is just terrible, but uh, we probably will be releasing uh, some of these things into the wild so the puppies can paint them and I can hate them even more and send my <laughs> stress level through the roof and I'll have a coronary before we get the next episode out. So gotcha. your your mechromancers are busy uh, painting then, eh? Mm-hmm. All right, moving on to Norris, and he asks, who's in charge of the media department at PGI? I don't think we have an in charge at PGI. I guess it's kind of me. We do a lot of it through IGP, so I would say them, because they're the publishers, so that's kind of what they do. But yeah, if you see things that are written or if the servers break, it's my fault. Well, we already knew that. I mean, tell us something new. Yeah, I wonder why he's wanting to know this. I don't know. Maybe he's asking. Be careful and... of uh, ticking packages that come in the mail, Garth. Yeah, no I'm shit. already ready for that stuff. <laughs> Michael Bars, and this actually question was on our Facebook page, and he says, Phil, you quipped in the last podcast about using real-world tactics, and with the whole hold-down thing in River City, I, I made a comment when we were doing the Twitch. You know, I was using, I think Darren... Yeah, we were at the uh, we were at where the tunnel comes out onto the bridge, and and it's kind of an up yeah. ramp, so we were hold down. Yeah, I was basically in a turret down sort of position, and I made that you know analogy to that's what we did with tanks. You find hold down positions; it's great because obviously it's harder to hit you, and you can hit them just as easily. He's uh, he's basically asking if your wor real world experience in uh, the military helps you with games and obviously communication does and so forth. I'd like to answer this because <clears throat> number one, yes, it does. He he uses tactics that he learned in the military and it does work. The thing that drives me crazy about it though is that he fucking expects everybody else to have the same, you know, uh, the knowledge base that he has. So he, you know, he backseat pilots like a motherfucker. <laughs> and uh, if you don't do something right, he's all over your ass like a drill sergeant. But I can definitely answer, Michael, uh, yes, real-world tactics do work in the game. I, I guess I'm guilty at times. Um, but at the end of the day, it's a game, and I just have fun. Um, but there are times when I'm... I guess what gets to me is like when I know we should have won, or we could have won, but uh, obviously my thoughts can't be heard by someone else. So, you know, yeah. So I get I am guilty of that. So I apologize. Yeah. You know, what's interesting. I just want to toss this in there. I, I watch uh, I'm linked some of the uh, Run Hard or Die Clans um, videos. They'll send me, hey, what do you think of this match? And every single time someone wins, it was with something that would work in real world sort of tank tactics, generally Second World War ish. But it's really weird to see even medieval tactics. They'll work sometimes like someone will do the uh, the flank from the side with mediums and lights to crush between an advancing heavy and assault line and things like that and um, sort of Russian tactics of smashing two waves in at the same time to push all the way through and then flanking from behind. Similar to a Blitzkriegish, yeah. Similar to that. And um, these all work. And it's really neat to watch people learn this in their groups and then counter it with something that actually would work in real life. It's I love watching that. But what drives me up the wall personally as a player of the game is when you forget that you are still playing a game. And th th this comes up with people who look at fighting games way too hard, and they'll not be able to figure out why they're, you know, double quarter circle, uh, fierce super move doesn't work against a guy who's uh, just spamming low kick. You gotta remember at some point, 
the real world military aspects aren't going to save you. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, against yeah. against a, a tactic that is based around a video game. And if you're sitting there on your uh, TeamSpeak or Mumble or what have you going, copy, copy actual, danger close, copy, copy actual, it's not going to help unless you know how to play the game. Yeah, most definitely. And I tend to want to see a basically like a top-down view. I mean, you know how like you always watch the old tank battle, you know, battles and they'll have a top-down view of basically what's going on and they'll use like, you know, sort of like the football analogy of like, you know, with circles and squares and moving and around. And if you saw that, if you were able to see an MWO, a top-down perspective like that, you would see these tactics and people utilize them all the time and they don't even study them. It's just sort of a natural occurrence. They'll find out, they'll, they'll see what works and that stuff is really cool. What you're going to see though, and this is something we'll talk in a roundtable discussion on a future podcast, is there are gonna be units out there that do this very hardcore and, and practice and study and actually look at tactics that work, create their own, and a lot of those have real world implications uh, albeit they just they may be used in different you know applications and stuff like that but very very read, read the art of war and you will kick ass at uh, mwo <laughs> also right. eve is like world war ii moving on to questions from the live studio audience we're going to take two questions x up boo pick two at random and we'll go from there so uh let's see the gym has the first question so the gym Unmute your mic and ask away. Hey guys. Hi Jim. This is actually just a uh, uh, general question for the whole crew. I'm actually relatively new to the whole Battletech Mech Warrior universe. Uh, I Welcome. played a little bit. I played a little bit of the Clicks game back in the day, but for the most part, MWO is my first like real experience with the universe. And I was kind of wondering uh, where would you guys recommend? somebody who's just coming to it to get into the uh, lore uh, <laughs> Books, I, I have games. this one there is one book one book i guarantee you it will change your life you need to read it it's called far country oh jeez yeah no <laughs> oh, not, in, in all honesty sarna.net <laughs> is actually probably the best resource for all battletech and mechwarrior players well i mean sarna, especially I, for someone new I think that's a starting point. Sarna is a great overview. Um, you can get some details. You know, it, it covers the ga video games, the tabletop, the novels, just the whole uh, franchise, essentially. So Sarna.net, great place to start. From there, um, really, it's just hanging out and talking to people. Um, there's a lot of really good novels. There's some cheesy ones, of course, but there's some really good ones that can help you learn more about the universe. And uh, even some of the past games, like MechWarrior 4 is still available out there to play. You can download it for free and just start getting, you know, dabbling in the different things. The, the technical readouts are pretty fun if you're into, you know, the technical side of the game. You can check out Battletech.com, Catalyst Game Labs. There's tons of stuff. I mean, just being here in, in this community is a big part of it. Bomb has a whole lot of talk. If you want to read one novel to get yourself started, the first book in the Warrior Trilogy. If you like that book, you will like the rest of them. It sets up a lot of the characters, it sets up a lot of the plot lines, and it is a pretty well-paced read, I would say. With, I mean, it's not the first of the Battletech books, but it's the first of the major arcs, and I think it's frankly better written than some of the Grey Death stuff. So It is a great book. So, Jim, Thank you very much. 
Yeah, hopefully that answers your question. And actually, that brings up a point that uh, I'll make to take a note of is we've actually had this question multiple times. And we know there are people just like you that come in and want to know more, want to get involved as far as the, the history and the lore, but they don't know necessarily how to. So that's actually something I'm making a note of. And listen NG&G. to NGNG, listen yeah. to the Violet, uh, Violent Combat r- Robot Show. You know, there's a lot of resources now. This, this is kind of a resurgence of the whole Mech Warrior franchise. So a lot of stuff out there that's popping up. All right, yeah, we, um, we actually have had on the Violent Combat Robot Show a couple of episodes with special segments from our Professor Curly and Reverend where they go over the entire history of the Inner Sphere while incredibly drunk. It's amazing. <laughs> I suggest it to everyone. Speaking of uh, history, uh, Greg, I remember a time we were in a fleet op and you ordered me to talk Battletech and most of the fleet enjoyed it. That was Eve, though. But uh, yeah, you realize I did that as a torture to the rest of the fleet. Yeah, it was, it was <laughs> hilarious, though. All right, guys, uh, very, very uh, good question. And Boo, who do we have next? Lemming is next. Oh, Lemming, unmute your mic. Ask away, buddy. There's been a lot of views in the community that the goons are kind of like this nega force that are just trying to ruin the game. On a more serious note, how do you think that the goons are going to affect the uh, community warfare? How do you think that people's attitudes towards them are going to change over time versus how they are initially? Do you think that they're going to become more of an more of a respected foe, or are they going to become just some garbage that you want to throw all your units at? Oh, let Go me on. answer this actually because I had a pretty negative view of goons coming from uh, from Eve Online, and I, I know a couple of you guys did too. But uh, and because that was limited knowledge too on my part, I didn't know a lot about their their background and what they were doing. But I can say that we as NGNG are are definitely working to dispel that basic basically bullshit uh, you know about goon swarm in mwo um i think it's a great group of people a lot of very intelligent people a lot of very funny people and bottom line people like your tactics or no you're definitely great on the battlefield and i think that people are going to get that i mean we'll do our part and stop saying the the, the negative stuff because basically the only reason we're referencing it now is basically you know in in terms of what people thought you guys were like i mean I at the end of the day just a rumor. yeah at the end of the day if i make a comment like oh goon swarm's horrible that's a pretty stupid comment to say considering i may actually not even know you guys and if i'm gonna judge a group of people on maybe a few's actions and or comments without actually getting to know those people and this is with anything in real life then I'm missing out and I'm, you know, the sort of person that needs to reevaluate. So I've actually got to know Stalker and a lot of the goons on a side and they're just like me. And, you know, if people make judgments about other groups without getting to know them, well, hey, you're you're sort of contributing to the negativity in general. But as well, far somebody as, just look, mentioned look, Phil has tons of friends that just happen to be in Goon Swarm. Okay. Well, somebody just mentioned that uh, they've seen goons and goons in game, and not everyone is nice. That's you can say that about any group, any ever, group of people. Have you ever heard Darren go postal on Facebook? And believe me, saying, I can not be nice. Yeah, yeah, that's you exactly know, the my uh, first the, uh, goon experience. They uh, formed a circle around me after they killed everyone in the server, uh, and then we one on one until I died. So I had an awesome experience with them so far. I believe that time they also. Uh, destroyed your mech through collision damage only. They hugged you to death. <laughs> yeah, they basically formed a ring and they would hit me whenever I killed someone. So it was it. interesting. Yeah, we get so um, excited when we see Garth in game. We just we just have to treat him special. So I think what's going to be interesting is Gunswarm's not the only group that I think the community needs to wise up to. I think it's basically the internet in general. And you're going to see something 
what I think the the big thing I'm interested in, and we'll talk about this in the roundtable uh, discussions, is community warfare is coming down the pipeline. What we don't know is we don't know how big groups are going to be allowed to be. Uh, you know, uh, there's units out there with 600 to 1,000 members. Well, if it's limited to one, how many attacks? I mean, there's so many variables that are going to play into that affects even, let's say, the RRB here. That'll affect my own unit, ACES. I mean, we're growing and we're getting bigger. And those are the little things that finding all the little details about community warfare that are really going to play a part. And again, if someone wants to make a rash judgment about someone, you know, without actually getting to know them, hey, that's your own fault. And that's that's a real world thing. You know, that's not even like an Internet culture. But yeah, basically the way we look at it uh, from the goon perspective is hey, that hey, Alan, just, we're... just one sec. Garth, Garth has got to go. So we want to say goodbye, Garth. And thank you again for being on the show. Sorry, we didn't have a ton of time to talk with you tonight, but no worries. I'm not as important. <laughs> <laughs> thank we'll you see for... you tomorrow morning, right? On the yep, uh, Twitch. Tomorrow morning. Right? You're going to be there. You're not I will be there. Okay, he said it, guys. You can hunt him tomorrow. That's the Twitch event at 12 to 2 p.m. Eastern or 9 to 11 a.m. PSD. So thank you, Garth, again for being here, and we'll see Have you tomorrow. Have a good night, man. Have a good one, guys. Thank you for being you. And Alan, go ahead. Sorry about that. But... Yeah, no, it's cool. Um, Basically, the way we look at it is, as was mentioned earlier, we're just as much of a mirror of the Internet as any other group on the Internet we've got you know, the sort of people who will hold umbrellas over puppies. And then we've got the sort of people that would kick their own grandmother down a flight of stairs. It happens. But in general, people just want to have fun. And so we try to make make it so people can have that fun. One thing I would I would like to I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say that I take umbrage with it, but there is a definite distinction that needs to be made. Goon swarm is the EVE Online faction. The word of Lotax is MechWarrior Online. We uh, borrow some of their hardware, you know, some of their infrastructure, but we are not the same group. Um, though the High Chancellor Mitani is with us, it's, it's a different organization. The vast majority of us don't play EVE. So if you say something about how you're going to, you know, reset us in null sec, I don't know what you mean. <laughs> don't know it all yeah it's, don't confuse the two groups it's and... it's trying to teach a pig to whistle i don't know anything about your spaceships i just know robots there you have it i just i, I would just put it out there get to know them guys um it's they're like any group of human beings there's nice people yep. mean people funny people not funny people and also keep in mind that the internet is it's hard to translate sarcasm and humor a lot of times so you might be taking things wrong but anyway get to know them they're good I mean... uh, mech warriors you can't really transfer money between people in MechWarrior, so they can't really scam you. What's the worst well, we can that, do? Well, that's true. Not yet, anyway. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, yet. We, we have 2,000 people in our group right now. And, you know, so we, we have our own little community, and a lot of people never go outside of it. They don't go out into the larger MWO forums. They stay to themselves. And um, so they're more than happy to do so. But we definitely do, where, where possible, want to interact with this large community and be a part of it. Um, yeah, and it's funny, one of possible. your... One of your members just posted, he said, is it sort of like your group of friends? When you put them all together, they're assholes to each other, they bicker and stuff like that, but they're okay on, you know, especially on the outside. I think what's interesting is, and this happens even in aces and stuff, we have our own relationships with each other and it comes out though. Like you'll hear me joke around with Darren and we'll joke about his age and stuff. And I think uh, that happens too, I'm sure in your group that you create all this content uh, and stuff as far as in uh, your group. 
but other people see that all outside, but they don't know the context. All I hear is the negative. But anyways, we have to move on. Uh, don't worry, we'll have uh, Stalker and Alan and Anders on a future show to, to keep mm-hmm. talking about this. Mechware Online, we've got a lot of stuff going on. We had the Medium Mech Madness Cell. Uh, I think that's over with, isn't it? It is now, yes. I was going to say, that was a weekend deal, wasn't it? Like, yeah, uh, it ended uh, yesterday. And they basically had a few battle mechs, that, which was funny because they posted up. And I remember when they posted this up on the forums, there was people who were like, what the hell? I just bought that thing just a few days ago. Uh, you know, now it's even more on sale. And you know, I thought that was funny. That's how it is in life, right? Like there'll be a new video card and next thing you know, something. Yeah. But of course. Uh, now we had asked the devs 31 answers and this was from Brian Ekman. Now there's a lot of, uh, it's, Ooh, if we can go and get that linked, it's a lot of stuff. So we had some highlights here. Brandon went through and sort of picked it out. And we're just going to sort of roll right through them. And if we find something uh, to discuss, we will go in length. So here it is. The ability to reorganize your mech bay and rename your mechs in mech bay 2.0. Thank God. Can't wait to reorganize my stuff by weight now and not when I purchased it. I don't know how you guys feel, but I want a full screen mech lab. I mean, I have a 27-inch monitor for a reason please. All right, looking at the ability to customize Founders mechs somehow, which I think is really cool. I mean, I feel like their paint scheme is very blah. I don't, I mean, I'd like to be able to at least change their paint or something like that. More info on items in the mech lab, and that's actually coming out uh, next week. There was pictures Brian posted, you know, more info on the weapons, their damage, the rate of fire, all that fun stuff. And that's on February 19th. Now, something that was interesting is someone asked about manufacturer-specific weapons, like with unique stats, and Brian said possibly, but they would have to design it. But what I get out of that is they're willing to look at that. I think that's just freaking awesome. Actually, the direct quote is, we have a design for it. Oh, so there you have it. Yeah, that's so, something, Phil, we brought up a long time ago before the game was, was like even in close beta. four, five, like real early. Yeah, stuff that we were hoping they'd be able to do. Hey, Skull Monkey, stop talking about my monitors like that. I use a uh, drive-in movie screen for my monitor. Machine guns and flamer changes. Obviously, tuning is ongoing. They'll be basically stuck in the next two to three patches, so more on that. I never use the weapons, so I don't really care. I don't know. Weapon groupings outside of match and MechLab 2.0. That's a big thing a lot of people... It's one of those just little things that... Hey, you can you'll be able to do it in Mech Lab, and you won't have to fiddle around at the beginning of the match. Maps after Alpine and Desert, they've got volcano, canyons, moonscapes, which I think is really cool. And basically, all of that's coming up after Alpine and Desert. Excited to see what they're going to do with moonscape uh, gravity. I, we were joking about it in the Twitch. Imagine you know seeing a spider jump up and it gets hit by a Gauss rifle and just starts spinning uncontrollably. I think that'd be great. Yep, they did have the uh, low gravity map in MechWarrior Living Legends and pretty interesting uh, dynamics to it. So it'd be cool to see how they do it in MWO. I don't know how many mechs I've landed on my head on that map. Oh mm-hmm. my God. It's, I actually enjoyed that just because of the realism. Uh, we've got uh, a question about mechs undergoing balances, changes and stuff. And basically we're already aware of the, that with the pretty baby. They're making chassis and variant specific changes to each variant. So one may have a better torso twist speed and all of that fun stuff. So thank God that's coming down the pipeline. We've talked about that speculation galore in the past. What are your thoughts on modifying the mech skill tree? Is there any chance of introducing variety between weight classes? And they said we had we plan to give pilot and mech trees an overhaul in the near future, late summer, 
spring time frame. So that's actually pretty cool. Still a lot of work to be done. Obviously it is February, so actually not too far off. God, you remember this time last year? Oh, it's, it's insane. This time last year, uh, closed beta wasn't even going on, so. Well, I've got to wonder though, if they're ever going to fix the still broken skills within the skill trees. Are you talking about the, which, which specific ones? The elite skills. Yeah, I don't have the uh, the document of what's wrong in, at the moment in front of me, but there are, are several skills that, if you go back and check the code, don't actually do what they say on the tin, and I'm wondering if they're going to do that as a, a first run of bug fixes and then do the overhauling in the summer, or I'll just save it for one big push. So you're saying like they're just sort of like placeholders right now? They don't well, really affect they, anything? They supposedly work. The, uh, the only one that actually works right now is the speed tweak. Uh, all the other elite skills do not actually provide the benefits they say they're providing. And we've gotcha. done significant testing on all of them and, and looking in the code and, and you know, it's, it, now, they're, to, they're to touch on To touch on that a little bit, what are you guys' thoughts of having uh, pilot in uh, these mech trees specific to the chassis? Like, what's the point of, you know, arm, you know, twist speed or anything on your arms if you're in a K2? I mean, you guys feel like uh, you'd love to see specific chassis and uh, nuances like that? You know, I think they're going to be covering that in the uh, the quirks that they're giving to each of the different mechs, more so than the individual pilot skill trees. Uh, I, I think it'd be interesting to maybe have some additional skills for each uh, type of mech, uh, something that's specific to that individual mech that's sort of a... Uh, uh, you know, a special skill. So atlases might get, you know, I don't know, maybe a, a boost to their uh, their armor rating. I don't, I don't. I'm just throwing things out here. Well, I'm I, just saying, like for me, I just feel like some of these are wasted on a few ba battle mechs. Like it's like, okay, well, I'm in a Yenlo Wang. I don't have any horizontal, you know, arm twist left. And does that make sense? Like, in yeah, if, with these skills, they're there and they don't really uh, benefit. I would imagine that just like the UI just went through a retweak, um, a lot of these skills will too. I mean, obviously these are things that are pretty evident, you know, like, um, like you're saying, some of them just seem useless on some mechs. I'm sure PGI understands that as well. Uh, they just have to prioritize and get stuff out in the order that they, you know, deem most important. But I'm sure that they're going to mess yeah. with this more. And of course, that's what this says. It's coming soon. And that's that's really cool. So anyway, let's move on. Will there be a Kerensky Orion or Atlas hero mechs? And all this, basically, they said they're looking at doing all types of hero mechs all across the board. So that's cool with me. I did have someone ask me yesterday during the Twitch event if I felt uh, okay or if I was okay with... Uh, them creating new hero mechs based on chassis that may not actually have any notable pilots or any like real history. And to that, I say, yeah, I mean, I have no problem with that. I mean, look at not every battle mech was the, you know, shining star. So, you know, go ahead and the, the one thing obviously. Yep. I got a question for you there, Phil. What do you think the next hero mech's gonna be? Well, we have Founders Hunchback, we have Founders Jenner, we have Founders Catapult and Atlas, and we haven't seen any heroes based on those. I would love to see a founder, or not a founder, I'd love to see a hero hunchback, to be honest, that's me. I'd love to see one. So whether that's what it is or not, that's what I would like, because maybe, yeah, I'm a medium pilot too, so. Yeah, somehow I'm not sure they're going to do heroes now since they have founders mechs for those, but yeah, I suppose it's possible. Yeah, I, yeah. Probably, you know, when it's a long enough period of time when founders mechs are actually more of a oh you have a founder's mech you were back in uh, back in the day 
uh, then they'll start seeing uh, heroes come out for those. Yeah, good points, good points. And there's no plans to bring back repair at all, which I'll leave that to a roundtable discussion because that has to do with a lot of the topics we will probably cover in that. In that, but uh, I'm not too worried about that. But I'm, you know, I would also like to. I like the logistics things, but I don't think that's the the game design. I don't think that's what they're shooting for. So I don't really miss it. I don't know about you guys. I don't miss having to check, you know, all that. Mm-hmm. All right, we've got uh, a big patch obviously next week on the 19th. And make sure to stay close. Uh, obviously. The Violent Combat Robot Show will be covering it. I'm sure you'll see articles over at thematani.com. Uh, and of course, NGNG's own articles will be going out. So make sure to read up on those and stay tuned for all of that. There wasn't anything new in the command share, at least nothing crazy. So we're just going to go ahead and move on to MechWare Tactics. Now, of course, they still have their founders program. Make sure to support these guys. I mean, you know, we keep telling you guys about it every week. And a lot of you guys actually have. If you're interested in sort of a turn-based, uh, you know, card, uh, you know, sort of collecting game, check it out. If you like the tabletop or if you like Mega Mech, you're, you're probably going to enjoy the game. And of course, you know, 20 buck founders, you can't really beat that. And the stuff you're getting back for your money's worth is pretty damn good, in my opinion. So make your own judgment, but I'm, I'm supporting it as well. Now, we've also got uh, beta keys from IGN and MMO Bomb. Um, we've got the links for you. If you do not know about it, go ahead and uh, go to IGN. Here's the links coming up. They, I think there's one that actually tells you how many keys are left. And of course, as we move forward, we're going to be covering as much as we can. We'll try to do our best uh, in contact with IGP and Roadhouse to get you more info. But there was a article that came out and it was called Building Your Beta Strategies Part 2. Now, this thing is lengthy, but the cool thing is it basically walks you through on, you know, collecting your stacks and, you know, what things, you know, how to use them and stuff like that. So we're going to go ahead and link it. Make sure to read up on it. We'll have this covered next week in detail and uh, get you some more info on that. Someone, someone says, I wish I had beer money. I agree. Moving on to the Battletech uh, board game. Obviously, we talked about the Catalyst game sponsorship and uh, as well with that sponsorship comes 52 items for one every week. We'll be going live with that as soon as possible. We're trying to tie it into our new website, which is being developed. By the way, thank you, Aaron and Dave behind the scenes working on maintaining the website. We actually not really broke our website yesterday, but uh, during the Twitch event when Lori was like, yeah, my picture's on our crew page everyone was like oh my god and we had like almost 100 people on our website we didn't say naked i know right it was like just our face and so let's let's i, I guarantee right now like people will be going to our website oh, really laura's on there which was quite funny anyways we got a new host and all that fun stuff uh coming so we'll let you guys know about the giveaways and our schedule for that and uh I'll let you know the MechWare Tactical Command review is being proofread currently, and so it's in its editing phase, and I will get you guys that as soon as possible. I want to make sure it sounds good. I've never done a review sort of before, so I passed it on to someone who can do that. And with that as well, uh, yesterday I showed in the Twitch event, uh, we got some MechWare Tactical Command Atlas posters. They sent me like 30 or 40 of them. I haven't even counted them all. There's so many of them. Um, we'll be giving those away too. And so stay tuned to our Facebook and our website and of course all of that. So I'm definitely, I'll probably actually get one framed and put it up on the wall. I'll, I'll probably keep one. So selfless plug there. So many giveaways. We got to start that soon. 
Yes, yeah, speaking of giveaways, um, I'll actually be going live tonight on our Facebook page with a link for our first giveaway. What are we giving away? Well, I'm going to show you really quick. There you go, Telvani. It's starting tonight. Um, this is just an article I found of the battle mech model kit we're giving away, and it is of the Rifleman. So I will post that up after the show. And again, it'll have instructions on what you have to do and whatnot to get this giveaway and enter uh, for your chance to win it. So very, 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 very cool. And of course, uh, I think we just linked our Facebook page. So make sure to head over there and check that out. And that'll be after the show. So holy crap, Facebook, we're up to 2,672 people. And that was before the show. So of course, if there's more people that have went to our website or on our Facebook page, give us a like. Why? Well, when we post up stuff, it gets to you right away, notifications, stuff like that. And so, yeah. Hey, guess what? You don't like social media hey it's cool go to our website register that way you can uh, comment on the mech of the week vote community questions and i know the sort of the, it's tough right now because i know there's a lot of people that want to be able to ask us questions in a different sort of format don't worry with our new website again a forum will be integrated and we will get you that as soon as possible but we are going for quality on this web design so again thank you guys uh, for being patient and don't forget to check us out on twitter at don't Gets No Galaxy and YouTube, Don't Gets No Galaxy TV. To all citizens of the inner sphere do I, Alexander Kerensky, send greetings. Know that I have taken the remnant of the Star League Defense Force, which has remained true to its purpose, beyond the boundaries of the inner sphere, beyond the periphery. I have done this, neither out of disappointment with those whom we leave behind, nor out of spite or disdain, as some will say. No, we have left the inner sphere because we love it too much to see it destroyed. In the wake of the usurper's coup and the long, bitter fighting that came with it, I fear that my forces would do incalculable, possibly irreparable harm to our society. We are sworn to ward the Star League and subjects not destroy it. Thus, we have left the only homes we have ever known to place the destructive capability of this armada beyond the reach of those who would use it. Not for defense, but for conquest. Perhaps, with the might of our mechs and ships out of reach, the leaders who now grapple with one another will relinquish their dreams of subjugating their neighbors and learn who live in peace with them. Perhaps one day, should mankind step back from the brink of the abyss, we, our children, or our children's children will return to once more serve and protect and guide the Star League in mankind's quest for the stars. Farewell. And again, thanks to everyone, our community, our staff members, our new members, by the way, doing work behind the scenes, getting ready for, again, the All Systems Nominal. And of course, the Machinima style video will let you guys know the name of it. We may even get uh, something out there quite soon. And so I'd like to say welcome, Sean. We'll be integrating him. And we asked you guys uh, on our website and our Facebook, hey, 
we need audio engineers, someone to come in and help us out. We actually found someone and uh, we're going to be integrating him and I'd like to give him a quick shout out. Max uh, Lepore, actually his music is linked in that last video I did of the Hunchback 4SP. He did these Mech Warrior like music and remixes and stuff. Very, very cool, man. It's going to be an honor and he, privilege yes. working with you. He is Max, our, our own Italian stallion, and we're going to have a great time uh, incorporating him into the show. He's going to be helping me big time with the editing, uh, so that's going to free up a lot of my time to do other stuff and you know build NGNG and Game Casting Broadcast Network even more. So uh, we're very excited to have you aboard, bud. And uh, yeah, that's awesome. And also, thank you to the following Mech Warriors for their donations to NGNG. John, Justin, Jeremy, Kyle, Anthony, Conrad, Jeremy again, David, Christian, and anyone I missed. We appreciate you guys. Yes, thank you so much. This is just an amazing community, and it's awesome to see where the community is headed and the NGNG community. So thank you again to Alan and Stalker and basically everyone else who's here again our uh, rb rolling out world of low tax and everyone else thank you again for coming out we hope you enjoyed tonight's podcast as much as we did because again you just you're awesome so thank you again this was your local no guts no galaxy mechware podcast we hope you enjoyed tonight's show this is phil and this is darren this is brandon also known as catrick hill this is greg also known as alexa until next time mech warriors 